0: Hello and welcome to Truth Talks, brought to you by South African author, theologian and church leader, Dr. Christopher Pepler. In a previous age, the author of Ecclesiastes wrote, Vanity of vanity, all is vanity. But in this age, we could equally say, insanity of insanity, all is insanity. Now, I'm not using the word insanity in its medical or legal form but as one of the ways that Merriam-Webster has defined it, which is extreme folly or unreasonableness. Insanity, extreme folly or unreasonableness. And in many respects, it seems to me that the world has lost its collective mind. For wherever I look, I see insanity manifesting to an even greater extent than I see COVID-19 manifesting. Let me give you some current examples. These are a little out of date already because I wrote the article on which this talk is based about two weeks ago, maybe a little more than that, and since then I could add another dozen. Some of these examples are a little bit fatuous. Some of them are very serious. Here are some examples of the world's insanity. At least one of the states in the United States of America allowed strip joints to remain open, yet prohibited churches from meeting together. Now that's insane. Fortunately, since I wrote this, a court has ruled against it and told them that they can't do that. Now, also in the United States, we've observed an absolute orgy of politically orientated slander, lying, racism, looting, violence, cheating and road rigging, vote-rigging in the midst of economic peril and in the right in the centre of a runaway pandemic. Now, If that's not insane, what is? Back home in my good old Republic of South Africa, we recently had taxis that were allowed to pack in 10 to 13 people into a vehicle, one vehicle, but close family members, grannies, grandpas, sons and daughters and a few grandkids were prevented from meeting together even in their garden. Now, that's weird. They've called for social distancing of at least a metre and a half, maybe two metres, which is required if you're walking in public streets even, in shops and so on. But hundreds of people are allowed to pack into an aeroplane where there's only about 30 centimetres separating them. Now, that's, that's insane. Now, I understand that the taxi example and this aeroplane example of things that have been allowed for economic reasons, but then what double standard is this? How, how could one seriously look somebody in the eye and say, I have one standard for this and a totally different standard for the other. One's, one's right, one's not, one's rational, one's irrational. How about this? Two thousand... Political party members of a particular political party in my country marched on a school while matric exams were in progress. Matric exams, the high point of the year, the matrics had gone through the most abominable year that scholars have ever had to go through in the last hundred, two hundred years, and as they sitting down to write so these guys are toying, and shouting and burning and wanting to push through barbed wire fences and all the rest of it. And all, why? Because they assumed that there had been some totally unverified act of racism among the students and staff at that school, which, by the way, was then later proved to be totally inaccurate and totally fallacious. Insanity. Government's denial, prevarication, and unwillingness to prevent the slaughter of hundreds of farmers when that very sector of the economy not only contributes in a major way to our financially ruined state coffers, but also provides food for millions of near-starving citizens, not only in this country, but right the way up through Africa. What insanity is this? A previous head of state pleading repeatedly over and over and over again, give me my day in court, give me my day in court, while at the same time doing everything absolutely humanly possible to prevent this from happening. How insane must he think we are, that we would buy into that trap? And the list goes on and on and on. Now, all of this is kind of anger-inducing, and some of it's very serious so just break the mood for a moment let me give you the lighter side of it okay my car has got a gps unit i won't mention it's its brand but it's got a voice activated function so you can say things like find place and then it tells you to speak out the place so i'm driving along and i've got my two granddaughters in the back of the car because they love me doing this because they think it's absolutely hilariously funny so i say find place so it says speak the place i say let's say pick and pay Lone hill now pick and pay is a shopping complex or a, a, a big shop in the complex of in loan hill i say pick and pay Lone hill and after a suitable in interval while the wheels proverbially turn and this machine is pondering then it comes back with did you say pick up loaners and so it goes until I snap, exit, and I try and find my own way, which fortunately I know where it is. And my little granddaughters howl with mirth from the back and then they try and chirp it and they try and imitate a, a, a deeper voice to try and fool the machine that it's them, that I'm talking and said, fire such and such, and howl with mirth as it gets it wrong. Now, here's another example. Just the other day, a lightning hit my telephone yes i'm one of the dinosaurs that still got a landline anyway it hit it and fried it so i had to find a new cordless phone to fit into my adsl landline so i jumped onto a number of websites one of them for instance was a very big store that provides all sorts of this stuff and i t- typed into the search engine cordless phone what did it do it came up with pages and pages of cordless kettles cordless drills cordless anything even cords themselves and not one phone so I just paged through the section that might contain it until I found not one not two but a dozen cordless phones all called cordless phone now, now what, what kind of daftness is it that a company specializing in providing this kind of service in the midst of a pandemic when people are actually wanting to use online services more than ever before, and such a cronky website that its search feature even can't find you a darn thing. Now, that's really daft. Okay, now in the face of so much insanity, it's very easy to generalize and to assume that everyone has lost their minds. But, you know, obviously this is not so. I mean, you're probably not insane, are you? And I don't think I am. Well, not always. But, you know, there was a man long ago called Robert Owen, and he said, All the world is queer, save thee and me, and even thou art a little queer. So perhaps you're thinking that about me, okay? Well, of course, don't forget, though, that in Owen's day, queer just meant strange. Just saying. Now God is certainly not insane, and the Bible is an intensely sane book. So have a look, for instance, what it says in Deuteronomy 1:13. and it gives the criteria for leadership in the kingdom of God as something that includes wisdom, understanding and respect. And in Acts chapter 6 verse three, it establishes very similar criteria for church leaders, church deacons in that they were to be known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. And then concerning all of us Christians, Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 1.7 that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. So the Bible gives some very sane instructions as to how leaders should behave. So have a look at what it says government should do. Romans 13 verses 4 and 5 describes the ruling authority as God's servants to do you good. And Timothy 2.2, 2, 1 Timothy 2.2, 2, instructs us to obey these governors because that we may have peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Oh my, if only politicians in my country and the United States and all over the world realized that their job was to provide an environment for the citizens of their nations where we could live in godliness, holiness, prosperity and peace, not fighting with each other and using the nation as the punch bag in their fight. Now, regarding the fear-induced sanity of the world around us, 1 Peter 3.11 tells us, Not to fear what they fear. Do not be frightened, it says. And in Proverbs 1.7 states that the only kind of fear we should constantly experience is the fear of the Lord. And even there, that fear in the Hebrew is better translated as reverence. And it says that this reverence for God is the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of knowledge. Okay, now why am I telling you this whole long thing? Why am I going on a diatribe about the world's insanity? What's the moral of this whole story? Well, I want to make one just sane, hopefully, and very lucid point here's the point. The world has lost its mind, but God has given those who follow him a sound mind, a mind focused on Jesus. The Christian church is supposed to be a pool of order in a sea of chaos and a pillar of truth and sanity amid the crumbling ruins of falsehood and madness. So, we Christians can and should speak truth wherever we have opportunity, and we can and should order our lives rationally and fearlessly. However, perhaps there's a greater challenge in these times facing us, which is not to allow ourselves to slip into the whirlpool of political, economic, or religious madness that is swallowing up so much around us. So, dear believer, keep clear-minded Keep focused on Jesus. Keep reminding yourself that God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And just so you know, I take Robert Owen's quip to heart, and I include myself in this, and I exhort myself in these trying times, that I and you together must fear not, seek God, act boldly, be rational, of sound mind. So God bless you, believer, and stay fearlessly sane. Thank you for listening to Truth Talks from Truth Is The Word Ministry. If you'd like to share your views, read up on related topics, or purchase one of Dr. Pepler's books, please visit his blog on truthistheword.com. And remember, Truth Talks.